Made Famous TV. Right, what up, man? It's your boy DJ Tony H from Made Famous TV. Today we're enlisted to Kentucky. Right now we're finna interview my man Levi Bloom. See what he got going on today. Well, not today, rather, but just what he got going on, period. So, Levi, what you got going on, man? Dude, you know what I'm saying, bro? Working constantly. We got a crazy okay. rollout for the year. We got some videos about to work on. I'll travel a little bit. Okay. See the world a little bit. Okay. What's the first place you want to go? You're saying see the world. If we go to the United States, I got to go to L.A. I got to go to the hills. Okay. So you got to go to L.A. Why you like L.A.? Why do I like L.A.? Yeah. Because everybody's in L.A. Yeah, I'm from a small, I'm from, I'm like, I'm like the girl from that movie with the tornado. I'm out in Kansas, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they I say there's all the stars in L.A. Yeah. That's where they say they're Yeah. Okay, so uh, we hear hearing, well, Lexington, Kentucky, but you're not actually from Lexington. You're from, where you from? I'm from Powell County, which is like 45 minutes down the road. Okay. Yeah, a little city called Clay City. A little bit of mountain and some trees. What does it do out there in Clay City? What does it do? Yeah. Steal stuff and, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Steal stuff and drugs and stuff, but you know what I'm saying? We made a way. Okay, so if it's, you just said hardly nothing to do, so how did you get into becoming a rapper? Well, Well, I ain't gonna say a rapper, I'm gonna say an artist. Yeah, well, well, I've always liked music my whole life. Uh One night, I was with some homies and they was all smoking weed and we was chilling and I never really smoked. But for some reason, I got like a bad contact high. I was like, turn on a beat. We turn right. on a beat, me and this foreign exchange student, he's speaking a whole different language. Right. So everything he sounds saying sounds hard. Okay. I started rapping. My homie's like, you kind of good at it? You should write it down. Okay. And then I become the rapper in Clay City. Okay, so when was this? That was like 2015. Okay. Yeah. Because I think I met you around 2018. Yeah, it's about 2018. So it's like a three-year like journey process. Yeah, yeah. It just started out really just writing, rapping at parties my homies would throw and stuff. Right. And then, and then it led to, you know, I got a little mic, recorded in my bedroom, and just kind of, I fell in love with it, really. Okay, so who's probably some of your uh, influences then? Influence, since, like. Since, I guess since by Clay City being a little smaller than, the, you know, like the Atlantas or Miamis or L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There definitely wasn't nobody influenced me at home, but I fell in love with, like, uh, Young Pinch's whole image. I seen the dude, and the first time I seen him, I didn't like him at all. But then right. I seen him again and again in my feet because he was blowing up at the time. Right. His style was so different. He talked so much different. Everything he did was different, and it made me feel like, you know, he's from a place where it's like about surfing, not about music. I'm from a right. place where it's about nothing. Right. Why can't I be a rapper? So that influenced me. So like Young Pinch, Little Skies, all those newer guys. But I grew up listening to some older dudes. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so what about the Jack Harlow's, since he's from Louisville? Jack Harlow, I probably discovered Jack in, like, 2018, probably. Okay. I got on Jack when Jack dropped a joint called Dark Knight. Okay. I started listening to that, then I went back and listened to all his other stuff. And then okay. that definitely, you know what I'm saying, being from Kentucky made me feel like, you know what I'm saying, I really got a shot at this, you know what I'm saying, and okay. now he's dominating the world. Because that's where Static Major from as well, right? They're yeah. From Louisville, too. Okay. What song? Well, what song you got out right now? That's the most song. That's I guess the most streamed song that you have right now. The most streamed joint we got out right now is called "Something Like I Need You." It's like a okay. little pop, rappy joint. It's about to hit fifty thousand on Spotify. Okay. Okay. And right as of today, how many videos have you dropped? How many videos have I dropped? Just last year, all together, I probably got like I would say like maybe ten. Okay. Like videos all together, but we really just went crazy. Started dropping a lot of them last year. Okay. We try to drop one every month, every other month. Okay. Yeah. So what what's your uh, purpose of 
trying to put out that many that much content at one time is it is it a well, purpose that you have behind it is it like a marketing strategy or like what is it yeah at first it was like a digital a digital marketing strategy we had we just you know if we would come with consistent you know hits and nice music videos every right. single month keeping people you know and promoting it the right way it was just bringing it it would help bring in the crowd and it did right. You know what I'm saying? We got to approach it a little differently, but it's like something a little new. But that was the goal. It's like keep it in their face, but keep it good quality, nice stuff. You know what I'm saying? So how has the COVID-19, how has it has it slowed down your process in it? Or is it kind of like what has it done for like, I guess you as an artist? Well, what like you got going on. One thing that the only really thing is, is not being able to perform a whole lot. But the whole job, our goal hasn't really been let's do all these shows. It's been right. let's show people who Levi Bloom is. You know what I'm okay. saying? So like. I would honestly say that COVID helped me in a way because everybody's at home in the quarantine. Right. Everybody's on their computer. Everybody's on their phone. Right. So we was like, yo, we, you know, we promote everything on Spotify, everything on Instagram. There's more people at home staring at their phones right now than ever. You know what I'm yeah, saying? True. It's peak That's time true. all the time. Right. So we just kind of took advantage of everybody being at home on the internet all the time. Okay. So that was a good thing you were saying with the COVID because it helped because everybody's able to just watch now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So to you, what would, what would you say be your favorite song I got right now? Just, I mean, like, for what you done put out. That I done put out? Yeah. Because mine would be the Wake Up song. Now. The Wake Up joint? Like, yeah, that's it'd an It'd be between that and the On My Way song. I had oh, to wait. be between one of those two right there. I love those. My favorite song ain't out yet, but out right now, my favorite song probably be, I love First Night. I like First okay. Night a whole lot. That was kind of a new, that was a whole new thing That was for a good me. visual, too. A lot of people mm-hmm. said that was good. Yeah, yeah, that one Especially was. Especially put that old school lack in there. Yeah, hey, you know what I'm saying, Phil? Yeah, <laughs> we put the old school caddy in there. Right. And yeah, and we just we thought that'd be different. You know what I'm saying? Right. And most definitely stood out. Yeah, yeah. It stood out. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. So that'd be the first night, be the uh, the the one that you like the most. Yeah, first night I like the most. All my friends sing first night all the time. Okay. So let me see. Outside, you just said not performing, which you I know you had did shows before. How do you feel like your career has did between, like you just say, from 2015 to now, which is 2021? What growth have you feel like you you have have established? Like 2015 was an idea. 2015 right. was a can I do it? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? As it processed, it turned into a a dream in the bedroom. To you know what I'm saying? Doing to where I realized people started liking it. But you know, when you first start doing something, you don't realize all the marketing that goes into it. Right. Well, even in 2018, when I met you. I wasn't doing really any marketing at that point. It was just go to these shows, show people who you are, whatever. Right. It wasn't doing huge, you know, there weren't a ton of people seeing me. Well, I met Phil when I first started going to the dojo. Right. And, like, uh, they kind of opened that part of me, realized that there's so much more than you just writing and recording the music. Right. So I would say up until 2019, 2020, I was almost running on a treadmill, but I was just getting better at what I was doing. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. I would say most of the growth came in this last year. We went from right. having... 100 monthly listeners on Spotify to to almost 20,000 right. uh, in like October, you know. Okay. So I would say last year was a huge, it was huge. And uh, I guess you could say TikTok helped out as well because that came with another social media tool for artists that really help. I see you be using that as well. Yeah, for yeah. For uh, promoting and letting people know what you got going on. Yeah, TikTok, TikTok's a lot harder to get popping on, it seems like, but when you do, it does crazy. I had that little joint called Makeup. Right. And I wasn't even paying attention to that song for like months. I went on TikTok and just found a ton of videos of girls doing their makeup to it. I right. never knew it was happening. You know what I'm saying? Right. So TikTok's magical. If we can hit a lick on it, then it would be, you know what I'm saying? It's game over. Okay. So I think when I first met you, we was doing the Coast to Coast. Well, he was doing the Coast to Coast mixtape. And I remember when I first met you, I was just saying, like, this the only person I seen that was performing that 
caught my eye. Yeah, that that lit. That so, stuck how many, so how many other times, but before that, you had did the uh, coast to coast mistakes, uh, uh, conference, not so conference I, rather, but uh, yeah. live performances. Well, I, I met you in Nashville. I think that was the second time. I did it in Richmond one time before that. Okay. I ended up doing it in uh, uh, Richmond, Virginia, Nashville. I did it in Cincinnati twice. Okay. And now I did a little other thing in Louisville. Okay. So how do you feel about the open, I guess, the open mics? How do you feel about those? Do you feel like they help artists or do it hinder artists? I feel like, like, the honest way I feel about it, I feel like it helps you kind of get that stage presence. Right. I don't think it benefits an artist individually as much just because in situations like that, it's a contest more than a showcase. So kids right. are not there for you. Right. Even if they, you know, you could have the best performance there, they're not going to cheer for you because they're homie. They want their homie to win. So... To me, it, you should go and take that opportunity to build your stage presence, work on your image and everything. Right. Because people aren't really there for you. But if, you know what I'm saying, it's a fun time. It definitely helped me grow confidence wise. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, right. the first time I did it, I about threw up backstage. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially right. when I met you. Right. You get in front of kids, you do it, build your confidence. You know, you may pop up anywhere you'll be able to perform. It definitely, like, next time I go to perform, I got experience performing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's why I would say the coast to coast is if you're starting out as an artist, go for it. If you're doing your thing right now and you're getting established, I wouldn't really recommend it. I'd put right. your money elsewhere. So you had like an Eminem 8 Mile moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I was back there, bro. There wasn't no mirror or nothing, but I was back there like, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it was fat that night. It was a little, that little venue was packed compared to the other venues yeah, we went yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bigger ranking them, they do a real good job at putting it together. And uh, 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 Rap Juggernaut, they do a real good yeah. job putting it together. Uh, another thing I noticed when I watch uh, a lot of your videos, you're not as uh flashy as a lot of i guess what's going on now like i i call it fake flexing that's what i call it i mean yeah. and i guess ain't nothing wrong with that if that's what you gotta do yeah but why don't why you feel like you don't have to do the jewelry and then flash the money and stuff like that i learned like a hard lesson you know what i'm saying i went to uh i went to atlanta for the first time right and i had it in my head that Cause I'm from a poor place. I had it in my head that if I, I literally thought if I go to Atlanta and people know I'm in Atlanta, I got a bunch of prop money and I looked like I was balling. I thought when I go back home, you know, people's gonna think I made it. Right. Well, I went home and I'm working at a gas station in a little poor town and people coming in asking me for money. You know what wow. I'm saying? Wow. And that made me realize like, not only do I look like a dude that's not helping anybody out with all this money, but like, right. you know what I'm saying? I look dumb. So I literally. I learned, like, it's best to be yourself. I stopped worrying about all the fake money. I stopped worrying about the jewelry and everything, all that. And I started thinking, how can I be myself? You know, did I get a heartbreak then? Did, did, I, did I get messed up then? Did somebody, right. you know, hurt me? You know what I'm saying? And right. I started doing stuff. And then all these kids that were going through the same exact thing was like, I can relate to that. Right. 95% of the kids from where I'm from, all of them, nobody can relate to having $50,000 laying around them. You know what I'm saying? Right. It don't make sense. Right. And then, so... So, you know, you be yourself. People are going to catch up to you in person. They're going to meet you, and you, they're going to meet the person they seen on the camera. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right, You ain't got to change for the camera. You know what I'm saying? That's true. It's a good time, too. Makes me feel good by myself. So, by we being in Lexington, even though I know you're not from here, and I know you be up here a lot, if somebody was to come visit Lexington, Kentucky today, like, what was some of maybe the spots you maybe take them, or, like, some maybe the eating spots or the mall or... You know, just some hangout spots where people just probably have a good time. Yeah. They came to Lexington, Kentucky today. Yeah, well, when I started coming to Lex, you know, all I knew was the mall. Well, I started coming down here for the studio and everything. Right. Indy's a little wing joint in downtown. 
Just right. fire and feel put me onto that. You know, it's it's not expensive, bro, and the wings are gas. Okay. I went there, I got put onto a wing zone. I ain't got no wing zones where I'm from. Right. Half the stuff in Lex I ain't got where I'm from. But right. you know what I'm saying? They got uh uh they got a whole lot of like haunted houses and stuff up here. They do like some Tate's Creek stuff in the Halloween that they're known for up here. Okay. Uh they got the horse park, you know what I'm saying? That's something that a lot of people got everywhere, yeah. you know what I'm saying? These big horse parks. Yeah, I noticed when we was coming in today, it's a lot of nice houses up here too. Yeah, yeah, uh, you it look could, like it's some money up here in Lexington. Oh yeah, bro, you hit the back roads and stuff, man. You drive past some mansions. I see. Yeah, we back. Came back over over here by the hotel and stuff. It's the night, and a lot of them was brick. Yeah, you yeah. You don't got that in Nashville. So you got some bricks, but not like that. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of old buildings too. You know what I'm saying? Like real old buildings. Yeah, because I know I guess it's a lot of horse farms up here too, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that why they call it the bluegrass state? Man, I ain't never seen no bluegrass, and I don't even know why they call it the bluegrass <laughs> state. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? It's different, so I roll with it. Okay. So, where you see yourself at five years from now with your music? Five years from now? I think five years from now, I think I honestly think I'll be one of the biggest artists in the world. And that's okay. just because, you know what I'm saying? We, we've been doing craziness, but we're starting to know what we're doing in a, in a way. Right. And it's like now, it's like you can, do, you can do crazy stuff all the time, but when you get a method to like your madness or whatever, and you right. really just start, you know what I'm saying? You start going ham. I feel like we can conquer the world. In three months, we did something I hadn't done in five years. Give right. me five years. You know what I'm saying? We're going straight straight for it. Because I know I love the growth. Um, I tell people about you all the time. And just uh, seeing you from when I first met you to now is, like I say, is almost like raising a kid, almost, as they say. Yeah. Just the growth, it's it just been unbelievable. And just, you know, keep seeing how you just there going up. is is like I've been loved seeing it. Like I tell people, I tell people about you all the time. Like, man, what? This kid Levi Bloom going to end up blowing. I don't know when he's yes, going to blow, but he's going to end up blowing. Yeah. So you just keep doing your thing, man. And uh, so anything else you want to let us know before we get up out of here? Gee, bro. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We got some craziness going okay. next few months, bro. I got the biggest song I've ever released coming out. I can't wait to I hear I got it. the biggest set of promo lined up for it. It's going to okay. be seen by more people that's ever seen my music. Okay. We're going to shoot a movie. We're going to go out of state. Go shoot the movie. We're going to do some traveling. Yeah. I'm going to be seen in a lot of different places. We're going to take it to the whole next level in the next few months. Summertime, hopefully be spring break on the beaches going crazy. Yeah, that's the new singing. joint you were telling me about last night, the summertime joint. Yeah, yeah, a little summer joint. Right. It's like a pop rap. It's for everybody. Let me ask you another question. I noticed something else about you. Uh, about you, I feel like you kind of like, a lot of people don't credit Rick Ross as well as they should either. But Because I feel like, I don't know why, I guess because that whole thing about he supposed to work that in prison or whatever. He supposed to been snitching or whatever. But when he chooses his production, can't nobody deny the way he chooses his production. And I feel like that's another thing that you do well when you pick your beats. I feel like you really do a good job at that. Like, what goes through your mind when you're picking your tracks, you know, to rap on? Like, like when I first started, like, all I wanted was I wanted the bass to hit. I wanted right. to sound like something I heard on the radio, like some just real hard trap music. Well, like, I started, as I developed as a writer, I started to appreciate the beats more. You know what I'm saying? Right. I quit hearing just the bass drop. You know what I'm saying? I started hearing right. everything in it. And then Phil showed me the different parts of beats and all the different sounds and the percussion and all that stuff that goes into making right. a beat, and it's beautiful. So it's like... I started listening for stuff that was different. I looked at Justin Bieber trap type beats. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Stuff that's got these melodies in them, got different little noise in them, like little raindrops and stuff like that. Right. Just new stuff. Had some old sounds in it, like some old Justin Timberlake songs. And it was like I learned how to kind of rap, sing on top of them, and to make this vibe that like ain't nobody really doing. Okay. And I think Young Pinch influenced that like heavy because he kind of when he first started doing it was something like that. Okay. 
Okay, yeah. so that's how you go in the mind of just picking your tracks and stuff. Yeah, I'll just listen for whatever sounds the craziest. Right. Kind of freestyle with a little bit, and you know, I'll make a hook, and then it's over after that. Okay, because I like that surfing joint. I thought that was, I, I guess, like you said, you know, internet wise, it did well, but I thought maybe that was going to be the one maybe the DJs probably would have picked up. I liked it that joint very yeah, well. Yeah, surfing, surfing, one of my personal favorites. Okay, and like I said, the makeup was good too. Like you just, I guess, like you just said. The ladies picked it up for who be doing the makeup and stuff. But yeah. it would have been nice, like you said, if it was somehow like a Tyra Banks would have picked it up and made it go viral. That yeah, that would have been beautiful. It would have been real nice. <laughs> we so, thought about that. I thought about that the whole time. I was like, it'd be crazy if one of these girls just, like, girls always doing their makeup. Dude, it's just only right. makeup. But I think that's how kind of how, how TikTok works. The right. song's called Makeup. I never really thought, like, you name your song too complicated and try to make it too deep, you're kind of losing it on TikTok right. in a way because if a girl gets on a sound and searches makeup, Right. Song called Makeup's gonna be their first. Right. I think that's why that song did better than like other songs. You know what I'm saying? Because people ain't searching like okay. really like who that on TikTok. Right. You know what I'm saying? It don't really make sense. So overall, what you think of the state of music right now? Do you think it's in a good place, or what you think about the state of music? I think I I think the state of music right now. I think it's I think there's a whole lot of new artists coming in. I've been loving new music since like 2016. I would right. say. I would say 2016 was super revel. Like it was like it was crazy for music just because there was a new style of rap and everything that come in. And I'm one of them dudes that was a huge fan of it in high school, so I listened to. I think it like, I think there's a lot of dudes now. It's almost like it's reversing. Like it went a certain way, then it kind of goes like old school, and then they mix the old school with the new school. Right. And it's like it's making a whole nother sound. You know what I'm saying? Right. I love it. I love everything that everybody's doing. I think right. it's a new sound. I think it's inspiring. And it's something different. It's fresh. It keeps you loving music because, I mean, it's one of those things where if you try to play too much in one spot, you'll get past. You know what I'm saying? you got to move with the, you know what I'm saying, and adapt. Right. And a lot of artists have done real good that. Lil Wayne, that's right. crazy. He just remixed one of Jack Hollow songs. That's right. stuff you got to do, bro. Yeah. What about the, uh, the, the business standpoint of it? Uh, you see a lot of artists now that talk bad about, you know, the record business. Like, are you, would you sign a deal if it came across? You know, can't coach your way? Yeah, yeah. You know, me and Phil talked about it and everything before. Like, I would definitely sign a deal if it had the right amount of money into it. I, I know my worth at this point. Right. And in my opinion, if we can do something and generate a million streams and do all kinds of stuff and build the own team for it and the label ain't offering you the right money, you might as well stay independent because different nowadays, artists have so many things at their fingertips that they ain't never really had. True. I can upload my music in my bedroom and it'd be on Apple Music, Spotify and everything. Right. If I can do a million streams, get a, a, my manager, a little team built, you can almost do the things the label's doing, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And take so many more royalties in. But if the money was there, because I mean, I'm saying, it would change my, my family's whole living situation if a label was to say, hey, yo, and yeah. they offered to write my money, I would probably, I would definitely think about taking that. Okay, okay. Well, like I say, man, we sure appreciate you coming through, man, and doing this uh, interview for Made Famous TV with myself, DJ Tony H. Yes, sir. And like I say, um, if anything else you want to say, just let me know before we end this thing. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. I'm okay. glad I got to see you again, bro. It's been a while. I appreciate okay. you seeing the growth and everything. It was cool. And uh, and and stay watching for me, you know. Levi Bloom's about to be a household name in the next two years. And that's, that's it, bro. We working. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Peace. All right.